Hare Krishna. This is a reading from Bhagavad Gita as it is, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Chapter 11, Texts 51 through 55. Text 51. When Arjuna saw Krishna in his original form, he said, O Janardhan, seeing this human-like form, so very beautiful, I am now composed in mind, and I am restored to my original nature. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Here are the words manusam rupam clearly indicate the Supreme Personality of Godhead to be originally two-handed. Those who deride Krishna to be an ordinary person are shown here to be ignorant of his divine nature. If Krishna is like an ordinary human being, then how is it possible for him to show the universal form and again to show the four-handed Narayan form? So, it is very clearly stated in Bhagavad Gita that one who thinks that Krishna is an ordinary person and misguides the reader by claiming that it is the impersonal Brahman within Krishna speaking is doing the greatest injustice. Krishna has actually shown his universal form and his four-handed Vishnu form. So how can he be an ordinary human being? A pure devotee is not confused by misguiding commentaries on Bhagavad Gita, because he knows what is what. The original verses of Bhagavad Gita are as clear as the sun. They do not require lamplight from foolish commentators. Text 52. The Blessed Lord said, My dear Arjuna, the form which you are now seeing is very difficult to behold. Even the demigods are ever seeking the opportunity to see this form, which is so dear. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. In the 48th verse of this chapter, Lord Krishna concluded revealing his universal form and informed Arjuna that this form is not possible to be seen by so many activities, sacrifices, etc. Now here, the word sudurdarshan is used, indicating that Krishna's two-handed form is still more confidential one may be able to see the universal form of Krishna by adding a little tinge of devotional service to various activities, like penance, Vedic study, and philosophical speculation, etc. It may be possible, but without a tinge of bhakti, one cannot see. That has already been explained. Still, beyond that universal form, 
the form of Krishna as a two-handed man is still more difficult to see, even for the demigods like Brahma and Lord Shiva. They desire to see him, and we have evidences in the Srimad Bhagavatam that when he was supposed to be in the womb of his mother, Devaki, all the demigods from heaven came to see the marvel of Krishna. They even waited to see him. A foolish person may deride him, but that is an ordinary person. Krishna is actually desired to be seen by demigods, like Brahma and Shiva, in his two-armed form. In Bhagavad Gita, it is also confirmed that he is not visible to the foolish persons who deride him. Krishna's body, as confirmed by Brahma Samhita and confirmed by himself in Bhagavad Gita, is completely spiritual and full of bliss and eternality. His body is never like a material body. But for some who make a study of Krishna by reading Bhagavad Gita and similar Vedic scriptures, Krishna is a problem. For one using material process, Krishna is considered to be a great historical personality and very learned philosopher. But he isn't an ordinary man. But some think that even though he was so powerful, he had to accept a material body. Ultimately, they think that the absolute truth is impersonal. Therefore, they think that from his impersonal feature, he assumed a personal feature attached to material nature. This is the materialistic calculation of the Supreme Lord. Another calculation is speculative. Those who are in search of knowledge also speculate on Krishna and consider him to be less important than the universal form of the Supreme. Thus, some think that the universal form of Krishna, which was manifested to Arjuna, is more important than his personal form. According to them, the personal form of the Supreme is something imaginary. They believe that in the ultimate issue, the absolute truth is not a person. But the transcendental process is described in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, to hear about Krishna from authorities. That is the actual Vedic process. And those who are actually in the Vedic line hear about Krishna from authority, and by repeated hearing about him, Krishna becomes dear. As we have several times discussed, Krishna is covered by his Yogamaya potency. He is not to be seen or revealed to anyone and everyone. Only by one to whom he reveals himself can he be seen. This is confirmed in the Vedic literature. For one who is a surrendered soul, the absolute truth can actually be understood. The transcendentalist, by continuous Krishna consciousness and by devotional service to Krishna, can have his spiritual eyes opened and can see Krishna by revelation. Such a revelation is not possible even for the demigods. Therefore, it is difficult even for the demigods to understand Krishna. And the advanced demigods are always in hope of seeing Krishna in his two-handed form. 
the conclusion is that although to see the universal form of Krishna is very, very difficult and not possible for anyone and everyone, it is still more difficult to understand his personal form as Shyamasundar. Text 53. The form you are seeing with your transcendental eyes cannot be understood simply by studying the Vedas, nor by undergoing serious penances, nor by charity, nor by worship. It is not by these means that one can see me as I am. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Krishna first appeared before his parents, Devaki and Vasudeva, in a four-handed form, and then he transformed himself into the two-handed form. This mystery is very difficult to understand for those who are atheists or who are devoid of devotional service. For scholars who have simply studied Vedic literature by way of speculation or out of mere academic interest, Krishna is not easy to understand, nor is he to be understood by persons who officially go to the temple to offer worship. They make their visit, but they cannot understand Krishna as he is. Krishna can be understood only through the path of devotional service, as explained by Krishna himself in the next verse. Text 54 My dear Arjuna, only by undivided devotional service can I be understood as I am, standing before you, and can thus be seen directly. Only in this way can you enter into the mysteries of my understanding. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda Krishna can be understood only by the process of undivided devotional service. He explicitly explains this in this verse, so unauthorized commentators who try to understand Bhagavad Gita by the speculative process will know that they are simply wasting their time. No one can understand Krishna or how he came from his parents in a four-handed form and at once changed himself into a two-handed form. It is clearly stated here that no one can see him. Those who, however, are very experienced students of Vedic literature can learn about him from the Vedic literature in so many ways. There are so many rules and regulations, and if one at all wants to understand Krishna, he must follow the regulative principles described in the authoritative literature. One can perform penance in accordance with those principles. As far as charity is concerned, it is plain that charity should be given to the devotees of Krishna who are engaged in his devotional service to spread the Krishna philosophy 
or Krishna consciousness throughout the world. Krishna consciousness is a benediction to humanity. Lord Chaitanya was appreciated by Rupa Goswami as the most munificent man of charity because love of Krishna, which is very difficult to achieve, was distributed freely by him. And if one worships as prescribed in the temple, and the temples in India, there is always some statue, usually of Vishnu or Krishna. That is a chance to progress. For the beginners in devotional service to the Lord, temple worship is very essential, and this is confirmed in the Vedic literature. One who has unflinching devotion for the Supreme Lord and is directed by the spiritual master can see the Supreme Personality of Godhead by revelation. For one who does not take personal training under the guidance of the bona fide spiritual master, it is impossible to even begin to understand Krishna. The word to is specifically used here to indicate that no other process can be used, can be recommended, or can be successful in understanding Krishna. The personal forms of Krishna, the two-handed form and the four-handed, are completely different from the temporary universal form shown to Arjuna. The four-handed form is Narayan, and the two-handed form is Krishna. They are eternal and transcendental, whereas the universal form exhibited to Arjuna is temporary. The very word Sudurdarsham, meaning difficult to see, suggests that no one saw that universal form. It also suggests that amongst the devotees, there was no necessity of showing it. That form was exhibited by Krishna at the request of Arjuna, because in the future, when one represents himself as an incarnation of God, people can ask him to see his universal form. Krishna changes from the universal form to the four-handed form of Narayan, and then to his own natural form of two hands. This indicates that the four-handed forms and other forms mentioned in the Vedic literature are all emanations from the original, two-handed Krishna. He is the origin of all emanations. Krishna is distinct even from these forms, not to speak of the impersonal conception. As far as the four-handed forms of Krishna are concerned, it is stated clearly that even the most identical four-handed form of Krishna, which is known as Mahavishnu, who is lying on the cosmic ocean and from whose breathing so many innumerable universes are passing out and entering, is also an expansion of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, one should conclusively worship the personal form of Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is eternity, bliss, and knowledge. He is the source of all forms of Vishnu. He is the source of all forms of incarnations. And he is the original Supreme Personality, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. In the Vedic literature, it is stated that the Supreme Absolute Truth is a person.
His name is Krishna, and he sometimes descends on this earth. Similarly, in Srimad Bhagavatam, there is a description of all kinds of incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And there it is said that Krishna is not an incarnation of God, but is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead himself. Krishna's two Bhagavan Svayam. Similarly, in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, Matak parataram nanyat. There is nothing superior to my form as the personality of Godhead Krishna. He also says elsewhere in Bhagavad Gita, Aham adir hi devanum. I am the origin of all the demigods. And after understanding Bhagavad Gita from Krishna, Arjuna also confirms this in the following words, Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitram Paramam Bhavan. I now fully understand that you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Absolute Truth, and that you are the refuge of everything. Therefore, the universal form which Krishna showed to Arjuna is not the original form of God. The original is the Krishna form. The universal form, with its thousands and thousands of heads and hands, is manifest just to draw the attention of those who have no love for God. It is not God's original form. The universal form is not attractive for pure devotees who are in love with the Lord in his different transcendental relationships. The Supreme Godhead exchanges transcendental love in his original form of Krishna. Therefore, to Arjuna, who was so intimately related with Krishna in friendship, this form of the universal manifestation was not pleasing. Rather, it was fearful. Arjuna, who was a constant companion of Krishna's, must have had transcendental eyes. He was not an ordinary man. Therefore, he was not captivated by the universal form. This form may seem wonderful to persons who are involved in elevating themselves by fruitive activities. But to persons who are engaged in devotional service, the two-handed form of Krishna is the most dear. Text 55 My dear Arjuna, one who is engaged in my pure devotional service, freed from the contaminations of previous activities and from mental speculation, who is friendly to every living entity, certainly comes to me. Report by Srila Prabhupada Anyone who wants to approach the Supreme of all the Personalities of Godhead on the Krishna-loka planet in the spiritual sky and be intimately connected with the Supreme Personality, Krishna, must take this formula, as stated by the Supreme Himself. Therefore, this verse is considered to be 
the essence of Bhagavad Gita. The Bhagavad Gita is a book directed to the conditioned souls who are engaged in the material world with the purpose of lording it over nature and who do not know the real spiritual life. The Bhagavad Gita is meant to show how one can understand his spiritual existence and his eternal relationship with the Supreme Spiritual Personality and to teach one how to go back home, back to Godhead. Now, here is the verse which clearly explains the process by which one can attain success in his spiritual activity. Devotional Service As far as work is concerned, one should transfer his energy entirely to Krishna conscious activities. No work should be done by any man except in relationship to Krishna. This is called Krishna karma. One may be engaged in various activities, but one should not be attached to the result of his work, but the result should be done for him. For example, one may be engaged in business, but to transform that activity into Krishna consciousness, one has to do business for Krishna. If Krishna is the proprietor of the business, then Krishna should enjoy the profit of the business. If a businessman is in possession of thousands and thousands of dollars, and if he still has to offer all this to Krishna, he can do it. This is work for Krishna. Instead of constructing a big building for his sense gratification, he can construct a nice temple for Krishna, and he can install a deity of Krishna and arrange for the deity's service, as is outlined in the authorized books of devotional service. This is all Krishna karma. One should not be attached to the result of his work, but the result should be offered to Krishna. One should also accept as prasadam, food, the remnants of offerings to Krishna. If, however, one is not able to construct a temple for Krishna, one can engage himself in cleansing the temple of Krishna. That is also Krishna karma. One can cultivate a garden. Anyone who has land. In India, at least any poor man has a certain amount of land, can utilize that land for Krishna by growing flowers to offer him. He can sow tulsi plants because tulsi leaves are very important. And Krishna has recommended this in the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna desires that one offer him either a leaf or a flower or a little water, and he is satisfied. This leaf especially refers to the tulsi. So one can sow tulsi leaves and pour water on the plant. Thus, even the poorest man can engage in the service of Krishna. These are some of the examples of how one can engage in working for Krishna. The word matparama refers to one who considers the association of Krishna in his supreme abode to be the highest perfection of life. Such a person does not wish to be elevated to higher planets, such as the moon or sun or heavenly planets, 
or even to the highest planet of this universe, Brahmaloka. He has no attraction for that. He is only attracted to being transferred to the spiritual sky. And even in the spiritual sky, he is not satisfied with merging into the glowing Brahmajyoti effulgence, for he wants to enter the highest spiritual planet, namely Krishna Loka, Goloka Vrindavan. He has full knowledge of that planet, and therefore he is not interested in any other. As indicated by the word Mad Bhakta, he fully engages in devotional service, specifically in the nine processes of devotional engagement. Hearing, chanting, remembering, worshipping, serving the lotus feet of the Lord, offering prayers, carrying out the orders of the Lord, making friends with Him, and surrendering everything to Him. One can engage in all nine devotional processes, or eight, or seven, or at least one, and that will surely make one perfect. The term Sangha Varjita is very significant. One should disassociate himself from persons who are against Krishna. Not only are the atheistic persons against Krishna, but those who are attached to fruitive activities and mental speculation. Therefore, the pure form of devotional service is described in the Bhaktivarsamrita Sindhu as follows. Anyabilasita sunyam jnana karmadi anavritam anu kulyena krishnanu shilanam bhaktir uttama. In this verse, Srila Rupa Goswami clearly states that if anyone wants to execute unalloyed devotional service, he must be freed from all kinds of material contamination. He must be freed from the association of persons who are addicted to fruitive activities and mental speculation. When, freed from such unwanted association and from the contamination of material desires, one favorably cultivates knowledge of Krishna, that is called pure devotional service. Anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam. One should think of Krishna and act for Krishna favorably, not unfavorably. Kamsa was an enemy of Krishna's. From the very beginning of Krishna's birth, he planned in so many ways to kill him. And because he was always unsuccessful, he was always thinking of Krishna. Thus, while working, while eating, and while sleeping, he was always Krishna conscious in every respect. But that Krishna consciousness was not favorable. And therefore, in spite of his always thinking of Krishna 24 hours a day, he was considered a demon. Of course, anyone who is killed by Krishna attains salvation immediately. But that is not the aim of a pure devotee. The pure devotee does not even want salvation. He does not want to be transferred even to the highest planet Goloka Vrindavan. His only objective is to serve Krishna wherever he may be. A devotee of Krishna is friendly to everyone. 
Therefore it is said here that he has no enemy. How is this? A devotee, situated in Krishna consciousness, knows that only devotional service to Krishna can relieve a person from all the problems of life. He has personal experience of this, and therefore he wants to introduce this system, Krishna consciousness, into human society. There are many examples in history of devotees of the Lord risking their lives for the spreading of God consciousness. The favorite example is Lord Jesus Christ. He was crucified by the non-devotees, but he sacrificed his life for spreading Krishna consciousness. Of course, it would be superficial to understand that he was killed. Similarly, in India, also, there are many examples, such as Thakur Haridas. Why such risk? Because they wanted to spread Krishna consciousness, and it is difficult. A Krishna conscious person knows that if a man is suffering, it is due to his forgetfulness of his eternal relationship with Krishna. Therefore, the highest benefit one can render to human society is relieving one's neighbor from all material problems. In such a way, a pure devotee is engaged in the service of the Lord. Now, we can imagine how merciful Krishna is to those engaged in his service, risking everything for him. Therefore, it is certain that such persons must reach the supreme planet after leaving the body. In summary, the universal form of Krishna, which is a temporary manifestation, and the form of time, which devours everything, and even the form of Vishnu, four-handed, have all been exhibited by Krishna. Thus, Krishna is the origin of all these manifestations. It is not that Krishna is a manifestation of the original Visvarupa, or Vishnu, Krishna is the origin of all forms. There are hundreds and thousands of Vishnus, but for a devotee, no form of Krishna is important but the original form, two-handed Shamasundar. In the Brahma Samhita, it is stated that those who are attached to the Shamasundar form of Krishna in love and devotion can see him always within the heart and cannot see anything else. One should understand, therefore, that the purport of this 11th chapter is that the form of Krishna is essential and supreme. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the 11th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of the universal form.